Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Gary Henson. Gary is the president and founder of the international company, businesscoach.com. He's a pioneer in the business coaching industry and over the last 30 years has trained over 7,000 business coaches and coached over 500 companies, helping top executives stay focused, work less hours, dramatically increase their bottom line and live a life they're passionate about. Thanks so much for joining me today, Gary. It is my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm thrilled to have you here. Um, and I am curious about something. I'm wondering if you will explain to the listeners what it means to invent your future. Well, I would be happy to do that. That's one of my uh, uh, main passions in life is uh, sharing with people. You know, you know, Diane, at the beginning of the year, and we are at the beginning of the year, um, at this time, people do New Year's resolutions, they set goals and companies do plans and so on and so forth. And typically what people do is they'll set goals that they believe are, uh, that they're able to achieve or a little bit more than last year, et cetera, et cetera. And, and what, what I've found in the years that I've been working with all these different organizations and training coaches is that people have a fear of inventing a future that they can't step into or that they don't know exactly how to achieve that. So we call an invented future something that is a goal, a big, hairy, audacious goal that is so big that you are very clear that you and or your team cannot achieve that goal. And then you work backwards and say, okay, so if I don't know how to do that and somebody held a gun to my head and said, you must achieve this future, this big goal or this series of goals, what would you do if you had a gun held to your head and you had to achieve it? And, and what you would do is start doing some research and some putting some, some things in place and put systems and processes together and you'd figure it out. But people that don't hit goals year after year think that, well, if I didn't hit last year's goal or if I missed a goal or some of my goals, then I don't want to aim too high. And they cheat themselves out of an opportunity to play a, a very big game at a very high level and achieve some very, very powerful things. You know, I really like that about if I stuck a gun to your head and said, okay, <laughs> you got to figure this out that you would figure it out. It, and it's that important. Absolutely. And and it, it's, it's not for everybody, but uh, here at businesscoach.com, we have a, a several documents that we hand out to people when they when they resist uh, setting and inventing a huge future that uh, a set of goals that they don't see how to achieve them. And and one document we have is it's a list of two sets of words. 
One, one is uh, under a category called ordinary, and this is what ordinary people do. And there's a whole list of words like uh, reactive as opposed to proactive, and they're not coachable, and they have a lot of fear in their life, and they're not daring, and so on and so forth. The other column is, is people that are extraordinary, extraordinary, and it then has a whole list of, of descriptive words that describe what people that are extraordinary do. And it's really no more complex than that. We are prone often, many of us, to lead an ordinary life. And so therefore we do things in an ordinary fashion. But when you press yourself and push yourself to go beyond that ordinary and you get into the extraordinary, you start achieving things that you didn't know that you could achieve. And it's not any, any really more complicated than that. It's just a fun game that some people are anxious and willing to play and they bear fruit from it. It, 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 it proves itself out to be something really powerful. Yeah, I, I could see that. And so talk to me some more about the difference between being reactive and proactive. What does it look like in, in this sense, you know, where we're talking about creating our future? Yeah, well, what we've been talking about really is being proactive uh, um, versus reactive. Uh, proactive people uh, don't wait for fires to show up and then go look for water. Uh, proactive people uh, put fire prevention systems in place and they proactively look at things before they need to be dealt with in case they come up or should they inevitably show up. So proactive people are looking for setting big goals. They're looking for ways to achieve uh, different goals and they work with their teams and, and have meetings with their teams that sometimes take up a, a bit of time to plan and be ahead of what obstacles they think might get in their way. And that's being proactive. It's looking for not problems, but looking for solutions for things that may show up that could prevent us from hitting our very big goals. Do you find that at times um, it is hard for people to think about the possible, you know, the, the possible issues that might so that they can be reactive? Uh, yes, and it, and it does it does take something. Um, you know, you hear this term uh, all the time. It's it's been used for years and years and years. Uh, thinking out of the box. Sometimes. We, we have to admit to ourselves that our thinking is limited. Our paradigm is only as big as the information that we've put in our brains and our, our conscious and our subconscious mind um, over the years. And so if we, if we press ourselves to think outside of the box, outside of what is normal and look for not again as i say not problems but potential issues that could come up it does strain the brain a little bit and it does take a little something to put yourself in that position but it's well worth it in the long run to be prepared as opposed to unprepared uh for for the inevitable and in inevitably things are going to show up. It shows up in every area of life, it shows up in politics, it shows up in business, it shows up in our personal lives, it shows up in our faith walk. Things show up and the better prepared we are for, 
for the things that may show up, the easier it is for us to, to digest those things and work through those things as they show up. Well, and, and the past two years have certainly pointed that out. <laughs> yes, they have. Yes, they have. <laughs> Nothing like being smacked in the face with yes. you know, what could happen. Um, okay, so uh, I totally agree with this. And I'm, I'm a, like a systems person. I love process and systems. And, and you mentioned, this made me think of this because you mentioned you know, putting a system in place. Um, what are some of the systems that someone can put in place so that they, you know, ensure that they reach their goal? Uh, very good. There's, uh, there's two or three uh, really powerful things that people can do uh, to ensure themselves to, uh, to achieve big goals, particularly goals that are stretch goals that are going to take them to, to an area, a level that they've never been before. The first one that comes to mind is to have some form of a plan. Now, when we talk about plans in, in, the, in the world of business, uh, we talk about a business plan. Typically, the term um, is, is incorrectly used. A lot of times, a business plan is for a bank or uh, an SBA loan or, or someone else to review the policies and procedures and the and the direction that you're going to take your company for typically a one-year period. Um, uh, the, the formal version of that is a strategic plan. But most people don't need that detailed of an outline or a plan. I like to, to, to uh, coach our clients on putting together an action plan, just simply bullet points of things that we want to achieve. So the first step that I would uh, suggest that people do is to come up with some kind of a plan. And a plan is more effective when you put dates and times behind each particular thing. So in our organization, we're looking at a software that is a marketing software that we may use in 2022. And uh, our plan is not to uh, have lots of detail around that. Our plan is, is very simple. We have assigned to one of, one of our employees to go ahead and get a 30-day free trial of this program, test it out, see how it fits the systems and the processes that we're using. And if it works, we're gonna go ahead and invest money into that, into that program. Uh, this, the same thing could be said of um, uh, maybe uh, in some companies, if you're big enough, if you're gonna expand your product line, you wanna talk to your banker in January, uh, about your plan to double, triple, quadruple your company down the road. You want to have a, uh, a credit line extension or, or uh, a credit line to be able to fund hiring more employees. You might want to have a list of at some point in time when we hit a certain goal, we'll hire employees. So an action plan is just bullet points with dates and times. If we hit a certain level of performance, then we're going to enact that piece of our plan. So that's the first thing I would do. The second thing is, is so powerful and so understated, Diane, I can't believe that more people don't use this. And that is have an accountability partner. It's so powerful when you come up with an action plan and you have dates and times of what you're going to achieve. And then you have someone, usually not your spouse, not an employee, not somebody who's related to you, but someone from the outside hold you accountable to the dates and the times and what you want to do. Uh, 
unfortunately, uh, Diane, many of us, when we wake up in the morning, um, we, we have a different set of emotions and a different set of attitudes that we went to bed with the night before or the night before that. So, uh, uh, for example, I'll use myself as an example. I, um, I have been playing racquetball with a certain group of people for over 40 years, three times a week, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And it got to be a habit for me. And during the COVID era, they closed down all the health clubs that had racquetball courts, so I can't do that. So I have this little conversation with myself every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning now. We're going to get out of bed. We're going to go to the health club, the one that doesn't have racquetball courts, and we're going to ride the bike for an hour. And then we're going to work out with a certain set of equipment for a certain time frame and so on and so forth. And every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, when the mental alarm goes off, the first thought that comes to my mind is in the winter, it's so warm and so cuddly and so comfy in my, in my bed. I don't know why I would wa want to get up and go out into the cold air and drive to a health club when I could just roll over and, 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 and catch another hour's worth of sleep. So uh, accountability partners are really, really powerful for the long run. If you want to achieve a goal, put a good plan together, have an accountability partner, and, and, and commit to those things and, and follow the deadlines and the dates that you put in place and have other people hold you accountable to that. So I so feel the example that you just gave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Good, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you can feel it because that's, uh, that's important that you get it in your heart that uh, what we're talking about here. Oh, I, I so do. I so do. I, I go to bed every night saying, first thing when I get up, I'm working out. And then I get up and I say, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'll add to that a little bit. Uh, Diane, I drove by a donut shop this morning and I thought, wow, I've been doing really good with my uh, with my exercise program and 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 getting myself out of bed and and, and, and getting down to the health club early. I deserve a donut this morning. And then I said to myself, wait a minute. I weighed in on the scale last night. And I'm just where I want to be. And my percentage of body fat and all the other numbers that go on the fancy scale that I have showed up. Why do I want to make life harder for, on myself? So yes, the donut would have tasted great. And I could have done that. But I thought to myself, no, I'm just doing too good. I've got to hold myself accountable to eat the right foods because I'm spending all this time exercising. So it's a, it, it's, it's a multi-level plan. I was going to say you did it to yourself on that one. Yeah. Pretty good. You know, when you can do that. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. Right. <laughs> Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? 
Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. Okay, so they put the plan together, and it sounds like um, there, there are due dates, and everyone knows what everyone's role is or expectation, you know, how they're going to contribute to the plan. Yes. Um, then then what? Like, then, then they all just go away and hope that that happens? No, no, inside of the plan, you want to make sure that you have regular scheduled meeting times to check in on the deadline. So if you have a a deadline that's 90 days down the road, you want to make sure you don't wait 90 days as the leader to check in with the person that is assigned that deadline and that goal to check in with them. You want to have weekly or bi-weekly meetings and check-ins and find out how they're doing and what obstacles may have come up, obstacles that we planned for and obstacles that we didn't plan for, and use the rest of the team to, to problem solve to help that individual get beyond where they might be stuck or appear to be stuck. Um, you mentioned the, uh, the, the, the COVID era, and I wanna share something with you, and I wanna, I wanna be careful how I share this because I think it, it speaks to the indented future, uh, how, to, how to be held accountable and how to plan going forward um, when, when circumstances show up that we couldn't have planned for. And, and I have to tell you, uh, I'm not a young man. And in my lifetime, I never imagined that there was any one thing or anything that would lock the world down or paralyze the world in the way that the COVID era has been this last 24 months. Uh, but I want to share this and I want to I make sure that everyone that's listening to this, including you, understands that I take it seriously uh, the amount of deaths and, and, and the amount of, of uh, concern that people have about the, the, the COVID era, era that we're in and, and, and the importance of everything that people have talked about. I don't want to get into detail, but my wife said to me the first day of the official first lockdown order uh, two years ago when there was a stay-at-home order for everyone to stay, stay at home, um, uh, initiated by the government. Uh, my wife and I woke up the next day and my wife said to me, so now what are we going to do? What, what we own our own business and, um, uh, and, and they're telling everyone to stay home. And I said, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get up. We're going to take a shower. We're going to get uh, uh, in our car and we're going to go to work just like we do any other day. And we have a private entrance to our office and um, our, uh, in our office, um, it's not going to impact anybody if we go together and we're going to phone all of our employees and tell them if they want to come in, they can come in. If they want to stay home, they can stay home. We're going to be careful about this. We're going to be smart, but we're not going to have it stop us dead in our tracks because that's what people, what happens when people and things show up that are unexpected. 
people get stopped in their tracks and it 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 takes away from any performance or any momentum or anything that they had planned for because they couldn't have planned for and couldn't have seen this coming. Now, in the ensuing months after that, we did put some things into place. We had um, some employees working from home for weeks at a time. Uh, we were very concerned about the employees' families that they went home to to make sure that people didn't get infected. And again, I take the entire COVID uh, disease seriously, but it didn't stop us. And in 2021, we in 2020 and 2021, we had very good and very solid years. Now we worked a little harder, we worked a little differently, and and, uh, and sometimes uh, when my wife and I got the COVID, we stayed home uh, for a couple of weeks and and made sure that we weren't, weren't going to infect anybody. But when we could, we had our laptops at home and we uh, we kept the business going and we did everything that we possibly could to move forward. And I think that kind of um, speaks to an invented future. You can't really plan for everything, but if the first thing that, that comes up stops you, sometimes uh, people at the health club who made a commitment, a New, Year, a New Year's resolution to come to our health club um, in, in December and January, by February and March, uh, the, the lines are no longer. Uh, people have stopped. And it's it's just an emotional reaction to real life. Life shows up. And it depends on how we want to deal with that as to whether or not we're going to be able to hit our goals and achieve um, something that is unachievable, a big, hairy goal that we've set for ourselves. And our accountability partners are there to hold us to that goal and, and to pivot whenever things come up that get in our way. Well, I, I totally hear that. And one of the things that I hear from that is how empowering it is to operate from a position of there's something I can do as opposed to I don't know what to do. You know, that those are very different postures to, to show up with and to, to remind yourself that you can make decisions. You can take a look at what's going on. You can pivot, adjust, you know, whatever it is, um, or you can climb under the bed and, and wait for it all to be over, which, you know, people did. Um, mm -hmm. But those are very different mindsets. Yes, absolutely. And shrinking back is a choice. And we mm -hmm. make choices based on um, uh, far too often emotional uh, uh, emotions that we have and our emotions are very fickle. They, they don't necessarily always give us the right instincts or the right answers as to how to operate. And we need to discern the difference between a, an emotion, I don't feel like working out today, and the importance of a commitment that you made that every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, or every certain uh, time frame, you're going to, to work out. And um, you're, you know, my emotions wanted to stop at the donut shop, but then I caught myself and said, this isn't, you know, uh, I'm a generous guy. It'd be a great thing to walk in the office uh, with a box of donuts for everybody and say, I'm sharing. Um, and, and, and it's a, it's a generous and it's a wonderful thing, but it doesn't fit the narrative of the health that I want to have. 
and uh, and the, and the process of staying in a certain regimented health program that that's going to serve me in the long run. Right. Well, and and when you invent your future, like part of that is that you have to remember what you're working toward. You have to remember the future that you're getting to, which is I guess hard for some people because in the present, you know, they're not there yet. Yes, good point. Good point. It, and, and this is not a game that uh, th that al allows for the present. It's something that you stand for, and you look towards. And again, I, I made it very clear from the beginning that a, an invented future is something that you clearly do not know how to do, but you take it on anyway, and then you figure it out as you go. And as you as you pointed out just a moment ago, the world has been figuring it out for two years now. Wow. How do I navigate through all of the different narratives that I'm hearing and the different groups that are saying, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated, this works, that works, so on and so forth. And and um, uh, that those, your emotions don't always give you the right answers for that. Right, exactly, right. And you don't always know in the moment what the right answer is, but it's being that proactive and, and doing that, going to find out, you know, doing the research, being curious, really wanting to find a, a solution, find a path instead of being frozen in time or yes. thinking oh, you can't. Ab absolutely. Yeah, it's so interesting. Now, um, so if there's, well, so what, what, you know, we have these listeners and they're thinking, okay, I can do this. What's the first step that you think they could take like today, the day they're listening to this to make 2022 the best year yet? Yes. Um, um perfect timing it fits into this conversation right here and right now Diane and it's a it's it's so simple it's um, uh, it's going to be too simple for some people to think the, uh, about the power of what I'm about to say but it it's a, it's a simple question that all of us need to ask ourselves when we're inventing a future when we're deciding on a new year's resolution when we're goal setting and it's really a simple, short question to ask yourself. What am I committed to? What am I committed to? You see, when I talk to you about my goal and the struggle that I have with getting to the health club where I had a certain habit with a certain group of people that were expecting me to show up every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the same place at the same time. And if you're missing one member of a racquetball team, then you you have an odd man out. Now you have to figure out how you work around that. Um, I, I talked to you about that as, as the regiment for keeping my health at a certain level. Then I talked about the donut shop and what had me drive by the donut shop as opposed to pulling the, into the parking lot is my commitment to a healthy lifestyle. So when I ask myself, what am I committed to? Uh, maybe on paper, I wrote down, I'm committed to going to the health club a minimum of three times a week. 
maybe I wrote down that I'm going to hire a personal trainer as my accountability partner to make sure that I actually show up. Because I figure if I sh- if I'm going to pay somebody to be my personal trainer, I'm going to show up, right? If I don't pay anybody, I can roll over, turn the alarm off, and and pull the covers over my head. But when I ask myself continually, what am I committed to? Maybe my goal wasn't to not eat donuts, but it doesn't serve me as to what I'm really committed to in my life, living a healthy lifestyle. And I'm and I and I want to emphasize to everybody listening to this. Yes, I go off of my diet. I don't I don't have a perfect diet that I stick to 24-7. I do eat some foods occasionally that are not in my in my diet or or fit my lifestyle. But for the most part, the donuts, the donut shop, doing that does not fit my commitment to health and well-being and living a healthy lifestyle. So I ask myself at the beginning of the year before I set my goals, what am I committed to? Am I committed to um, feeling good and allowing my emotions to dictate what I eat and when I go to the uh, uh, health club and when I don't? Am I committed to looking good to other people and 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 saying things that other people are going to like me? Am I committed to um, uh, 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 being in debt, for example, and, 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 and using credit cards to get into debt, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not saying any of those things are good and bad. What I'm saying is I have to ask myself, what am I committed to big picture? What are the, what are the things that are going to get me there? Do I need an accountability partner and a plan to get me there? And what I'm committed to, if I stick to my commitment, then I'm going to end up hitting my goals and hitting my invented future. And I'm not saying it's easy, I'm not saying it's comfortable, but it's it's what I've learned. And, and most people have a very ambiguous definition of commitment. Most people in, 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 in this point in time have confused the word convenience with commitment, but it's not that way. When you're committed to something, that's what you have in your life. So I know that the weight that I am must be what I'm committed to because that's the weight that I am. I know that, that that the business that I have and the life that I have is what I must be committed to because that's what's in my life. If I want to change that, I should be committed to something different. And people just don't understand um, in a time such as this that uh, the word words like commitment and integrity, and you said another word that was a, a, a very interesting word that people rarely use in business, and that is expectations. What are the expectations I have of the people around me? That's that's something that people can be committed to. Am I committed to, like, for example, I, I belong to a church group, or I belong to a church, but I don't necessarily show up to that church, but I show up to different churches at different times, and the groups of people that I'm around are people that are like-minded to me. And that's what I'm committed to. I'm committed to hanging out with those kinds of people. And if you want to have the lifestyle that you're dreaming about, the lifestyle that you don't have now, then you need to put certain commitments in place that are going to support you in having the life that you always wanted. I'm really glad that you shared all that because that I think is is a really important thing for people to hear that it, it's what am I committed to and then what are the things that impact that commitment that that 
sometimes it gets sort of muddied and some people will say, well, I'm committed to not eating donuts. No, you're committed to living a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. The donuts are just part of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're living a healthy lifestyle, um, an occasional donut every now and again, isn't going to, isn't going to, it isn't going to throw you off, uh, off uh, your, 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 your health commitment. But uh, I, I, I found there was a time when that was when food was a reward for me. And every once in a while, I would say, oh, I'm doing really good uh, with my diet or I'm really uh, um, in a good space right now. And and one morning a week driving by the donut shop began to be two. And then it was three because I'm going to bring some for the whole team and be a nice guy and so on and so forth. And it it threw my plan off. So I just have to I just have to be committed to being very careful about what I eat and supporting the regimen of exercise that I do. And one hand feeds the other. And, and it gets easier. Over time, it gets easier, yes. <laughs> At the beginning, cha- cha- uh, habits are not easy to change, but no. once, you, once you're committed to changing a habit, um, then, then over time, it gets easier and easier. Right, yes. right, exactly, right, yeah. This is so interesting, Gary. I, I really, I've loved this conversation. It, it has um, been very thought provoking, which I love. Um, and, and so I, I appreciate you joining me and sharing this information with my listeners. My pleasure, my ab- absolute pleasure. That's what I do. And one of the beautiful parts about my commitment to my lifestyle and, and, and what I do in life is that this is, this is fun for me. I love having conversations that help people see a different a different perspective. They don't all have to agree with me or everything that I say, but I love uh, doing what I do. And it's fun for me to come to work every day when I know I'm gonna meet people like you and have thought provoking conversations and uh, hopefully other pe- help other people along the way. Exactly, so, well, and speaking of that, will you let the listeners know how they can find you, please? Uh, yes, um, uh, I'm real easy to find. Our domain name and our business name is businesscoach.com. Uh, there's place places on there where you can contact me, but uh, my direct email uh, address is Gary at businesscoach.com. And if uh, anybody's listening to this recording now or down the road uh, and they want to email Gary at businesscoach.com, just put uh, in the in the subject line, I have a question for you and I'll do my very best to answer that question and help that person out. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for that. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change Podcast, we'll journey together 
through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.